There are many ways people listen to Vision, including in cars through the Vision app. The Vision app is compatible with Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. So if you have mobile coverage, you can stream any of Vision's live radio channels in crystal clear quality and enjoy a growing range of on-demand podcasts all on the go. There are other ways to connect your phone to your vehicle speakers too. You can see detailed instructions when you Google ways to listen to Vision. However and wherever you listen to Vision, you can be sure that the announcers, programs and music will help you look to God daily. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. On a Wednesday, we love to check in on those breaking news items that affect Israel and more broadly, the Middle East. Ron Ross has been scouring the headlines once again this week. Hello, Ron. Welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Ron, let's start with the headline. US President Joe Biden will visit Israel in the coming months. What's proposed? Yeah, President Biden will visit Israel in the coming months, according to announcements by Prime Minister Bennett's office and the White House. According to a White House readout of the phone call, the two leaders discussed shared regional and global security challenges, including the threat posed by Iran and its proxies. The Israeli statement underlined its opposition to Iran's demand to remove its powerful paramilitary Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps from the US foreign terror list as part of the ongoing negotiations between Tehran and world powers on reviving a nuclear pact meant to curb its nuclear program. I'm sure that President Biden, who is a true friend of Israel and cares about its security, will not allow the IRGC to be removed from the list of terror organizations. Israel has clarified its position on this issue, Bennett was quoted as saying. Bennett briefed Biden on efforts to stop the violence and incitement in Jerusalem, Bennett's office said. Biden took note of ongoing efforts between Israeli and Palestinian officials to lower tensions and ensure a peaceful conclusion to the holy season of Ramadan. Ron, another headline. Soldiers from Israel battle Russian invaders in the Ukraine. What's this one about? Yeah, as Russia's invasion of the Ukraine enters its third month, soldiers from Israel posted videos to social media on Sunday thanking the Jewish people and the Jewish state. The videos appeared to show Israelis who are fighting with Ukrainian forces speaking Hebrew and expressing solidarity with Israelis at home fending off a vicious wave of Palestinian terror and rocket attacks. The men appeared in Ukrainian uniforms in an undisclosed location. In one of the videos, the fighters thank Ukraine's chief rabbi, Rabbi Moshe Usman, for providing them with kosher food to observe the Passover holiday. We give thanks to the people of Israel and the Israeli government for the help they give us. We're here fighting Russians, one fighter says in Hebrew. He also thanked Kiev's central synagogue for its assistance. Another fighter adds, I want to say thank you to the entire Jewish people who are helping us. We're here for you, for the whole nation. We're here for all whose lives are endangered. We're fighting for you. The fighters also express concern for what they call severe terror attacks at home. 
Ron, I'm not sure if you've got some clarity on that, but it's interesting, isn't it? Because clearly these are Jewish soldiers fighting in Ukrainian uniform uh, because it wouldn't be sponsored by the Israeli state. Uh, that would contradict some of the issues around uh, what's happening with the war at the moment. Any thoughts there, just in clarification? No, I think you'll find there are uh, fighters from every country there, uh, even Australia. But uh, at the moment, there are a number of Jewish people there fighting alongside many from other nationalities who see the seriousness of the situation. And of course, uh, there's a large Jewish population in uh, Ukraine. Ron, let's move on to another headline. A former Iranian MP says the Tehran agenda has always been about nuclear weapons. What's this one about? Not surprised. A former Iranian lawmaker confirmed on Sunday that Iran has sought to produce nuclear weapons according to the Iran-based Iran Student Correspondence Association, ISCA News. The remarks by Ali Motahari former Deputy Speaker of the Islamic Consultative Assembly, contradict long-standing Iranian insistence that its nuclear program is only for peaceful purposes. From the very beginning, when we entered the nuclear activity, our goal was to build a bomb and strengthen the deterrent forces, but we could not maintain the secrecy of this issue, Modahari told Iska News. He said that countries seeking Truly peaceful atomic programs focus on building reactors before starting to enrich uranium. To enrichment directly creates the illusion that we want to make a bomb, he said. According to Matahari, a fatwa, a religious ruling issued by Supreme Leader Ayatollah Khomeini, only forbids the use of nuclear weapons, but not their creation. Okay, let's give some attention to another headline. Palestinians fear the UN Relief and Works Agency will take steps to end refugee services. What's this one saying? Yeah, a lot of people, including Netanyahu, have been calling for this. The United Nations Relief and Works Agency might allow other UN agencies to help service Palestinian refugees for the first time in 73 years in a move that has angered the Palestinians who fear that it's the first step in UNRWA's dissolution. UNRWA bears a political title that embodies the international responsibility towards the Palestinian refugees and their plight, a PLO official stated. Preserving UNRWA means preserving the right of refugees to return to their homes and receive compensation in accordance with international legitimacy resolutions and maintaining UNRWA as an important stabilizing factor and a guaranteeing factor for a development process to achieve the sustainable development goals that must include Palestinian refugees. Right-wing politicians in both Israel and the United States have long said that UNRWA should be dissolved. They've argued that it creates a permanent growing class of Palestinian refugees that dooms any effort to resolve the conflict with Israel. UNRWA has a 1.6 billion US dollar budget and services 5.6 million Palestinian refugees in Syria, Lebanon, Jordan, Gaza, the West Bank and East Jerusalem.
Turning our attention to Saudi Arabia, where the Saudi Crown Prince has discussed a strategic partnership with China's Xi Jinping. Does this one look, Ron? Yeah, this one really concerns me because we're focused on uh, Chinese activity in the Solomon Islands. But let me tell you, they're moving very well elsewhere. Saudi Arabia's de facto leader, Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, discussed his strategic partnership with Chinese uh, communist dictator Xi Jinping in a phone call. Bin Salman and Xi discussed ways to further work of the Saudi-Chinese Joint Committee and the international situations and issues of common interest. Our Arabia News described the phone call as the first known interaction between the two since Bin Salman sent condolences to Xi for the China East Airlines plane crash on March 21, in which all 132 passengers and crew were killed. Chinese state media said Xi told Bin Salman he considers developing closer relations with Saudi Arabia. The Chinese side supports Saudi Arabia in safeguarding national sovereignty, security and stability. Xi offered the Saudi support for programs such as Saudi Vision 2030, the roadmap for diversifying the oil-based Saudi economy. Germany's Deutsche Welle noted that China purchases about a quarter of Saudi Arabia's oil exports and has been pressuring the kingdom to let it buy that oil with yuan instead of dollars. The German press pointed out that if the Saudis helped China establish the yuan as an oil currency, it could give China's ally Russia an easy path to avoid worldwide sanctions. Interestingly enough, Israel's central bank has made the biggest changes to its allocation of reserves in over a decade, adding the Chinese yuan alongside three other currencies to a stockpile that last year came to over $200 billion. The US dollar, which had previously accounted for two-thirds of Israel's foreign currency, fell now to only 61%. Well, there certainly are some major changes happening to the way the world order looks. Hey, let's give our attention a final story here, something we're all interested in some ways, and that's the changing technology and, and changing ways that we might find ourselves travelling. Now, a pilotless electric Roby taxi is ready to take off. Yeah, I'm not too sure I'm secure about this. <laughs> Following the 1967 Six-Day War, Israeli military planes facing hostilities across the Suez Canal were being taken out by Egypt's new surface-to-air missile systems. And the Egyptians had built a 30-foot sand wall, severely limiting visual reconnaissance. Major Brill came up with a crazy idea. Attach a camera to the bottom of a toy aeroplane and fly by remote control over the border to see what was happening. Israel's defence industry got serious about designing lightweight unmanned air vehicles after Egypt launched its surprise attack in the 1973 Yom Kippur War. Today, drones account for about half of all of Israel's Air Force flight hours. Israel has evolved into the world's leading UAV manufacturer, with 61% of total global sales of UAVs. 
In 2018, Israel exported about $1 billion in drone technology. It's that experience with UAVs amassed by Yeb Debesta and his colleagues at Netanya-based Israeli startup Pentaxi, which is setting the stage for the world's first pilotless flying robo-taxi. Pentaxi's electrical vertical takeoff and landing craft will be available in cargo and four-passenger models, able to carry up to 400 kilos from 320 kilometres at a speed of about 240 kph. CEO Tamari says the first model will likely carry a cargo up to 55 kilos for 100 kilometres. We have the best people in the world in the area of the autonomous aircraft. Together we've been working on UAVs since 1974, he said. Now this is where the discouragement comes. He said when a potential customer comes to us and says, I say, I've crashed more UAVs than anyone in the world. The point is, he said, I have all the lessons learned from those years. Now, would you be encouraged or discouraged? <laughs> That's an interesting one, isn't it? Because uh, we might be encouraged that all of the faults have been found. So uh, <laughs> I'm with you, though, Ron. We get the wisdom by what we suffer. Yeah, and I think uh, I'm, I'm with you, Ron. Uh, I'll let someone else take the risk and do the piloting uh, for the early uh, for the early models. Hey, Ron Ross, great getting your insights as always. Thanks so much for scouring the headlines and for bringing those to us today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.